0: Hey, my name's Ira. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Um, Hi, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. You know, I thank you guys for letting us come out, you know, and try to, you know. I'm a drug addict too, but I found my solution, Alcoholics Anonymous, and, you know, recovery came through the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I went to treatment and all, but, um, you know, um, I didn't drink until I was 36 years old, but I was an IV drug user from 13. You know, I didn't drink because my father died at 47 from this disease. You know, he fought for this country. You know, he was a Philadelphia police officer 20 years. You know, he had to retire. He died from cirrhosis, you know. And uh, my brother also died from this disease. You know, um, after nine years in prison, he got out. The world changed, and he did, and he committed suicide <laughs> in six months. So um, this disease will kill you one way or another, you know. So, um, yeah, when I started drinking at 36, it was it was a reason uh, I was trying to get a job at Palm Beach County. And um, I always got good jobs. I could never keep one, though. You know, uh, I'm a high school dropout, ninth grade. I'm a convicted felon in Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. You know, and I was able to get a job for Palm Beach County, you know, working for Public Works. Because um, I I was able to manipulate my way after a year hanging out with all the people that worked at the place. You know, selling them dope and shit like that. You know, they got me in this place, and it was kind of badass. But um, within a month, I I recognized myself as an alcoholic because I drank alcoholically. Because I was chasing a high from a speedball with alcohol, and it doesn't work that way, you know, and, um, you know, within three months, you know, I wound up, um, I can identify myself, if you guys know the book, as a jaywalker, so I'm going to go with that and see if you guys understand where I'm coming from, how this book was written so long ago, and it popped up in my life as I read, I could not believe what I was reading, I was like, "Oh shit, that's my life, because this book is written about you guys, you know, if you if you want to read it. But yeah, so um, I wound up getting rhabdomyelosis, that's where my kidneys and my muscles failed on me, in the middle of Okeechobee Boulevard. You know, um, I'm diabetic, you know, I went to the hospital, and the reason I can get the job is because I can get in, but I would have to take a piss test after that, you know, on a third party. So I was able to, um, when I got to the hospital, they prescribed me Dilaudid, so I got a pass. Three months in the job, that I can still get high, and now I'm an alcoholic on top of it, you know, so, um, from the age 13 to 47, yo, I cannot tell you what I did with my life. I didn't accomplish anything. I had no aspirations to do anything, and nothing. You know, my life was total, you know, a mess. You know, from the beginning. Well, yeah, as I got sick, you know, um, from 36 to 47, man, uh, I had 160 hospital visits and 90 admissions. You know, in this just this area. You know, I just recently got paperwork from um, Ponds West Hospital. Yo, it was 18,000 pages. You know, that's how many, yo, I got addicted to hospitals, institutions, death, whatever it is, I want more of it, you know? And, um, yeah, so the doctors, you know, they were telling me, man, Ira, man, you you know, got to stop drinking, man. You're going to dehydrate yourself. You're going to keep on getting sick, you know? So I started getting pancreatitis. Y'all, I can count on maybe two hands how many times I was diagnosed with pancreatitis. I would drink myself enough so I'd go to the hospital so I can get the laudanum if I ran out of. Any other drugs that I couldn't get my hands on, you know, and um doctor's like, Ira, man, you know, you gotta stop, you know. And then my liver starts getting bad on me, you know what I mean? And um, Ira, you gotta stop drinking, man, you're gonna get cirrhosis. Ira, stop shooting drugs and you aren't gonna get hepatitis C. Well, Ira got cirrhosis, Ira got hepatitis C, you know, because um, Ira wants to do it his own way. No one can help me. I figure this is the way I'm gonna die anyway. Like I said, I was 47 when I got better. You know and that was a year you know the age my father died so 47 is a good number for me man you know we lost a life but we gained a life too you know through this program but yeah i it up um i could not stop drinking it wasn't that i couldn't i wouldn't stop drinking you know what i mean i wouldn't stop pushing drugs in my arm man and it was brutal you know um stopped counting it like 30 times for baker acts you know and there i've been all the, the psych wars all over the place you know and um No one can tell me anything, man, you know what I mean? So one day the doctor, yo, this is gonna be on page 18. If you read page 18 in the big book, this is where my story again is in the big book. Yo, my doctor came to my room and told me, he's like, I already got bad news for you. How much more bad news could I have? I already got cirrhosis, hepatitis C. He's like, well, you got cancer. And I was like, bet, thank you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna die die from cancer, not alcohol or drugs. So people are gonna look at me differently. You know what i mean so i thought it was kind of like a badge of honor you know this is the way i'm going to skate out and no one's going to really you know look at my life the way it really was you know just lying to myself you know never took care of it you know so um you know by the age my mother man who's sitting right outside this fence right now uh around 62 she started drinking because she was watching you know she she lost her son and her husband you know my dad fought the vietnam war went back Vietnam lived there you know my brother was born there I was made there you know what I mean it was hard growing up in the 70s man you know in Philadelphia but um yeah so um she started getting sick man by the time she was 67 man you know she was she was all fucked up man you know she had fell busted her head forgot how to walk you know what I mean and um it wasn't that you know I didn't it wasn't that I didn't love her I loved her but I didn't know how to care for her it was actually kind of like in my mind was like well she's going to be getting taken care of now I don't have to just be there, you know, and have both of us watch each other drink yourself to death, you know, because, yo, know, alcohol is so progressive, you know, in five years, my mom had so much damaged underwear, you know, so she gets brought to the hospital, you know, um, that day I OD'd in my bathroom waiting for the paramedics to come for my mom. They found me dead, you know, along with my mom laying on the floor, you know, so, um, uh, we go to, the, they go to the hospital, you know, I come to, you know what I mean, and, um, yeah, Ponds West lets me stay there every day, night and day, you know, I got a nice recliner and shit like that, but every day, you know, like I was telling you all these visits at um, Ponds West Hospital, you know, ABC Liquors across the street, you know, I would have a room on the floor, sneak out, go to ABC Liquor, drink on top of the sickness I had and wind up being back in the emergency room, so I would have two rooms in the hospital, you know, at the same time, and they're like, Ira, what are you doing, you know, it was like Automatic Baker Act, you know what I mean? The sheriff at the door because, you know, I caused havoc. They changed a lot of rules in that hospital because of me, you know. um It's horrible, man. You know, a couple times my mom's in the hospital, you know, I wound up, you know. I drank myself into a diabetic coma. I DKA'd in the parking lot. And the second time I fell and busted my head and went into respiratory failure. Both times in the parking lot of Palms West Hospital, they found me, you know. And um, cause I could not stop, man. I really, 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 even if I wanted to and I didn't it wasn't possible. You know, I was going to die at this, you know, something's going to kill me soon. You know, so my mom's there for a few months. She gets moved to this place, um, where she can learn to walk. You know, it's like, um, they were taking care of her there, you know, but I get there and, uh, I'm not allowed to stay there overnight. Like I was at Pounds West, you know, and it's 10 minutes from my house, you know, so, um, you know, I kind of want to know what's going on, but I'm shooting dope all day and I'm drinking all day. You know, this is how I used to manage my first handle a day. I would buy six pints. And every time I drank a pint, every time I took a shot, I drank a pint. You know, and that was like for the first six or seven hours of the day, man. You know, I was two hundred and seventy-five pounds, and it wasn't for me. Every organ in my body was swelled up, you know. And um, yeah. So that night, you know, I leave at nine o'clock. I go home. You know, I got a full script, man. You know, so I, I bought a handful of crack, man, and I went home and shot all night and I drank a handle. You know, by the time I got back to the hospital the next morning, man, I'm totally out of it. I become the doctor. You know, I'm telling the doctors, yo, my mom needs Percocet, she needs Ativan, she needs all this. Yo, know, just so if my mother ever gets out of this place, I'm gonna have an extra prescription for myself. That's what goes through my head and shit, man. You know, so um, I'm real belligerent, you know, the doctors are like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole, man. And I'm like, yup. You know, and uh, you know, that night, man, I go out into, into my mother's vehicle, man, and um, I drank three more pints, man, through a straw. I shake so much, you know, next thing I know it's smash, man, I I crushed this car, I'm like, man, you know, I wake up, you know, about a month or so later in Wellington Regional Hospital, you know, and I got tubes coming out everywhere, man, you know, I'm really sick, man, and I'm banged up and shit, man, and um, the sheriff's just telling me, yo, you're you're locked up, and I kind of know, because I remember the crash, I don't remember nothing else, so it's kind of like, yeah, whatever, man, and all the sheriffs know me, man, you know what I mean, you're like like whatever with you dude just die or something you know what i mean that's what goes through my head that they're thinking they're really not thinking that you know so the doctors are telling me i know what they're treating me for you know what i mean you know i don't need to hear this all's i need is yo where's my drugs coming from you know all's i'm thinking about yo just coming out of a coma man i want drugs automatically man you know and uh so i get put on the pump i get my iv use you know and um crazy man the nurses you know before i get moved up to the florida like they know me too in this hospital really well they're like right, you want to know what happened man and i was like yeah whatever you know what happened you know yo i crushed a car with two little kids in it man you know what i mean and um it didn't bother me when they told me that it didn't really bother me at all you know all i was worried was about me it's always me man where's my drugs at i don't care what else happened to the other people you know and um because I'm a scumbag, man. You know what I mean? This life that I was living, it was, you know, it's not worthy of anything. You know, so um, I can't walk, man. You know what? I'm all banged up, you know. And um, for three months, man, I got all the drugs. Yo, they put me in this room where they had broken wheelchairs and stretchers and air, broken stuff in this room. And they just put me in a corner and hooked me up in the corner of this room, you know. <laughs> Didn't even have central air. It had an air conditioner. It was just put right there in front of me, man. They're kind of like, yo, we don't even give a shit about you anymore, you know. Because they know I'm not going to stop, you know, and I'm going to be an asshole. They know they're already prepared for what I was going to be, you know. And um, Yeah, man. So I stayed there for a few months, man. What goes through my head the whole time I'm obsessing over alcohol. I'm like, how am I going to get a drink? I really want a drink, you know. I got all the drugs, but I can't get the alcohol out of my mind, man. So, um, the sheriffs come one day and they're like, Ira, you know, sign this paper, when you get out of here, go to your court date, you don't show up, do what you gotta do, and they know what I need to do, you know what I mean, so I was like, I bet, you know, within hours, yo, I AMA from the hospital, man, I was like, I'm getting alcohol, no matter what, I'm getting this tonight, man, you know, I can't walk, you know what I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a mess, man, I got tubes coming out of everywhere, man, so, um, they should have Baker. I don't know why. They, I don't know. They didn't Baker Act me this time. And, you know, this van, this, I called this this taxi cab and a banged up um, yellow cab um, minivan pulled up. Yeah, of course, you know, I fucking hooped and shit, man. You know, so um, they helped me in this van, man. This, this Haitian dude helps me. You know, as soon as we get to Okeechobee and rural Palm Beach Boulevard, I was like, dude, you need to stop. I'll pay for it. I need for you to go in the liquor store, man. He went into the liquor store for me. He came out with a handle of Wolf Schmitz cost seven dollars and 98 cents i should have bought two of them you know because what happens after this is um it's crazy you know so i go home man you know everything from my house Yo, know, neither my mom or me are in the house because i had a break into my house when i found my mom yo. Know, and it was just everything was rotten in my house no power no nothing no water no nothing you know shit in my toilet man for like you know six months and shit man you know what i mean there's bugs yeah. it was crazy man you know, and I live in a nice house, you know what I mean? A nice townhouse. But I sat there, you know, and I took, I, I got like this much havoc into me, man. And I got violently sick, man. And it was the first time, you know, I had a many um, suicide attempts, you know what I mean? And, uh, you, know, I come to, you know, I come to believe now that, you know, them suicide attempts, I have a cry for help. I just didn't know how to do it, you know what I mean? So if I, you know, I was told if I really wanted to die, I'd be dead, of course, you know, so I didn't want to die. But that night it came across my mind i was like yo i'm gonna die i felt like i was gonna die and i was like all right i am good with this you know this is all right but i didn't you know i had a mind that wanted to die and a body that wouldn't man you know it was freaking brutal you know so um i want to go get my prescriptions <laughs> filled man you know i told you i couldn't walk right and um i live in the townhouse they had a wheelchair there for me Yo, I tried a wheelchair up to Walgreens, man. It's like a 10-minute walk up and 10-minute walk back from my house. I couldn't do it, man, you know. So I got my walker. Yo, I dragged my... Yo, it took me nine hours for like a 30-minute mission, man. You know, I got, my, got another handle of Will Schmidt's, man. I got my prescriptions filled. I made it home. You know, um, the decision comes to my mind. Yo, I become homeless, basically, with a home. You know, because I was going through... Yo, by this time, I had two water bottles full of vodka on the way up. By the time I got up there, my body adjusted right away to the alcohol, so I can drink like I was drinking before. It's crazy, you know. So I started banging away on my drugs and shit, man. You know, I'm drinking, you know, and um, what goes through my head is, yo, know, I got like a handle left. I got a bunch. Of, what am I gonna do after this? This just cost me, you know, nine hours, and I ain't gonna do this again, man. So um, I pack up a bag, man, you know, and I go up and I hang out at um, Dunkin' Donuts there to have like a gazebo in the back. And the homeless people there That I used to stand out front of Walgreens From 8.30 to 9 o'clock Waiting for the lady to come in, man You know, and they'd be sitting there with me You know, just to get my booze You know, and they would go back and forth to my house You know, wheel me back and forth, man You know, it's crazy, man You know, it just I was just dying And I couldn't wait, man You know, so um, it comes You know, my brother had a daughter When he went to prison, she was one years old You know, and um, this young girl, man when I moved from Philly down to here in 1998, she came down every holiday, every summer. She had, like, a second life down here and shit, man. By the time she was 16, she was a heroin addict, man, you know. You know, she does what we call down here a Palm Beach shuffle, man. She jumps in all kinds of rehabs all over the United States, man. And she can't get it. She don't want to get it, you know, and I understand that, you know what I mean? I lose contact with her, you know, but um, she winds up, she goes to this place, man. You know, you're not supposed to get in a relationship when you're here, you know what I mean, if you are. God bless you, you know, but, um, try not to, for real, you know, because it's damaging. It'll take away from your recovery, you know, so, um, she winds up in Arizona with her cousin and, um, of course she gets in a relationship, you know, and, yeah, she married this dude, man. He was part owners of the rehab. She lives in a big ass black house in Wisconsin, man, you know, I got two great nephews and a great niece from her, you know, and, um, they're going to come try to save Uncle Ira, man, you know. And again, by the time they get to my house, you know, this is July 31st, July 30th, 2019. You know, and they come down and they're like, we're going to, I used to watch Intervention and be like, yo, I can't, you know, this is the only way I'm going to get served. I'm going to get put in a place like this where everything's handed to me, you know. So um, we go to, there. she comes down, you know. And she sees the monster I became, like, the, the image of me was unbelievable, man. You know, and um, she hugs me. And it was the first time in many, many years that I actually felt something. You know, I felt her love and shit, man. So what I do, I went in the same exact bathroom and I fucking went out again. You know, because I don't know how to deal with problems in my life. Happy, sad, no matter what, I need drugs. I need alcohol, no matter what. You know, so, um, you know, they get me back, you know. They Narcan my ass, you know. Um, they bring me over to where my mom is, yo, know, and they give me an intervention happens. It's like, nah, hell no. I ain't fucking trying to go no place, man. I'm just going to stay here. I got court in August. I'm just going to go away because I point out the nine, five years in Palm Beach County in Florida. So um, even though it wasn't a felony, but I got charged with a double DUI, you know, because my alcohol level was four four three. You know what I mean? You know, basically... 43 percent of my blood was alcohol, you know and, um, I was like, "No way, man i I'm not doing this. I was like, I'll just stay in the house. I'm like, "No, my mom when she gets out of here, she's selling the house, she's moving to Wisconsin with us. And they don't want to sell the house, and why not you know they found someone dead in there, you know, and um, the house wouldn't sell. So um, they tried everywhere in South Florida, on the west coast, the East Coast,, Yo, nobody would take me. Yo, I can't fucking walk. I'm a mess. You know, I got all these, you know, diseases going on, man. And um, this place down in Homestead, Florida said, we'll take them. A non-profit, you know, it was crazy. Drinking all day. It got me dope, man. I was shooting dope all day. I was a mess. Yo, I literally got carried into treatment, you know. And this is July 31st of 2019. Yo, my sobriety date's August 1st, 2019. It was the last time I drank and drug, man. And I won't what keep what a lot of things that keeps me from drinking and drugging today other you know I know God helps me with it is knowing how I got there you know that pain that I was in I do not want to experience again you know and um so yeah we go there you know and all I remember they were saying beam, boom beam, boom ba. Chingida, beam, boom boom chinga bong bean boom bean boom ba, ira ira rah 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 I'm like what the fuck <laughs> you know and I didn't know what the hell was going on you know and um I winded up passing out I guess man you know and um I woke up in this room. and There were three sets of bunk beds and five Mexicans, five Spanish people in my room, and they were praying. I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" You know, I'm already detoxing. You know, my mind tells me, and my ba- my body reacts to what my mind tells it. You know, and um, it winds up. You know, the, the president of the place comes out. You know, I, I went to Drug Addicts Anonymous Corona Self Help Centers of America. You know, um they got ten houses now in the United States, they got thirty two houses in Mexico. Yo, know, it's ninety percent Spanish speaking. Yo, know, I'm Irish and Vietnamese. The language barrier is kinda crazy. You know. So I almost died that day. You know, they brought me to the hospital, but you know, I detoxed for like maybe a month and a half or so in a meeting room, shitting, pissing, throwing up all over myself. They clean me up, you know, and they're they're taking care of me, man. You know, yeah, yo, we detoxed with nothing. Yeah, I was detoxing from fentanyl. Dope, methadone, alcohol, and whatever other drug could get in my body, man, I had to go through withdrawal with nothing, you know, and it was it was scary, man, because I couldn't disguise and help myself escape from the fear that was going through me, man, like holy shit, you know I'm in the middle of nowhere in Homestead, Florida, I was on Chrome Avenue, and there ain't shit there but farms, you know, so um it's kind of odd how. God worked in my favor my whole life. Yo, he was there the whole time. I just didn't have it. My malady was the disconnect from the universe. Had no idea. Didn't know how to believe in anything. I knew there was a God, you know, but, um, I didn't know how to read or write when I got there. You know, I forgot how to read and write. Everything got translated to me. Amazing. I don't have to read none. They're telling me, but, you know, I find out, you know, when, you know, the program was you know it wasn't 90 days 90 meetings it was seven meetings a day an hour and a half a day every day imagine the first part of your recovery everything being translated to you you know an agent be telling you yo I were to saying you're a great guy you're doing great you know and they're telling me that I was doing all kinds of crazy shit that I that they shouldn't have been saying you know what I mean you know and it was kind of funny when I found out they were doing that you know what I mean because um place saved my life man you know what I mean we had no radio no TV no phone No, we ate rice and beans and eggs just about every single day. We had no food. It was non-profit. We had tons of vegetables. Yo, they gave us seven squares of toilet paper a day just so we know how to appreciate toilet paper, toothpaste, deodorant. When we leave here, you know, we tend to throw a lot of things away because we take, you know, we take for granted what we have out here. You know, I'll get back to that toilet paper thing. You know what I mean? And um, so the thing is, yo, goodwill, can I do this? Yo, Padrino, Padrino was sponsored. Padrino, can you hear me out? You know, all day long, it was crazy, man. And this dog, Max, was there, man. He was my best friend, this little guy, man. You know, so um, I think I'm going home 90 days, man. 90 days comes up. You know, I call my mother, and she's like, you can't come get you. You know, we didn't sell the house. My mom lives in Wisconsin. My mom wound up moving back to Palm Beach County though after this because um, she found out my niece and her husband wasn't going to let me live there. You know, and she didn't want me to come out and have nowhere to go. So she moved back to Palm Beach County. But yo, um in October we um I have to stay, so we, we have a costume party, man, we make our own costumes and shit like that. Of course I didn't participate in it. I put on a pair of sunglasses and a shirt and I didn't button it up or whatever, you know, I was a piece of shit. You know, and um yo, November comes, I think I'm going home. They don't come get me for Thanksgiving. So I wound up being in this play called Tom the Turkey. And I was the grandmother in this play. Yo, know, there's like 200 people on this property, man. All, you know, basically Spanish. My lines were in English. Everybody else's lines were in Spanish. But when I was saying my lines, I could have told... This is the time I could have told them anything I wanted because they didn't know what my lines were. Because I, I was kind of forgetting some of the stuff. So, you know, I went on to do that. But I looked up and I seen everybody smiling and laughing, yo. And it was kind of like that, yo. There's six of us here that... um. Our families aren't here, but everybody, yo, they have joy in their life, you know. Their families are coming back in their life. They came down here, we had tons of food from um, Trader Joe's, Publix, everybody donated to us on the holidays. So I think I'm going home Christmas time. Yo, that shit ain't happening, you know. July, January 26th comes, I finally get a visit, right? So my mom comes down and it's a beautiful, I don't know, if you guys are from Florida, man, you know the end of January and February is a beautiful time in South Florida, it's all blue skies. (laughs) You know, and the weather's great. We had all the windows and shit open, the doors open, and I'm sitting there chairing the meeting. You know, and and as I look up, I see my mom standing there, man, and I was like, yo, what I'm about to tell you is the most important thing that ever happened to me in my recovery, and I didn't realize that until I got out. I tried to get up and go see my mom in the middle of the meeting, and the secretary, Kostobo, was like, sit down. He's like, no, I'm gonna go see my mom. He's like, Ira, man, you're, you're, You're not going to get it, bro. You know what I mean? You're going to get up and go see your mom, you know, and um, you're putting something before your sobriety. He's like, yo, sit down. Your sobriety comes first. You don't get to see your mom unless you're sober. Sit down and finish this meeting. Yo, I sat down and finished that meeting. That's the most important thing that happened to me in my recovery. My sobriety came first. No matter what. No matter what. Kids, mother, father, it doesn't matter, man, you know. If I'm not sober, I have nothing. So we go, I think I'm going home that day. It doesn't happen. They don't take me home and shit, man. I'm like, fuck. Ah. You know, I really want to leave, but I don't care if I stay because I'm already, I learned to adapt to my situations very easily, you know, so I, I was actually liking the place, you know what I mean? It started being fun, you know, so um, they don't come get me, but March 23rd, they come get me because COVID's out there, you know, and how we survive down there, you know, they go to Catholic churches and I bring our testimonies in there. People donate to us. We go out and sell T-shirts and like shopping centers and stuff like that that we print ourselves. You know, it's kind of like a business that um, that keeps the place going. So, um, what's funny is there was a toilet paper shortage. Yo, I had no problem buying like a six-pack of Scotties. Bro, I would have been good the whole pandemic. You know what I mean? I knew how to use toilet paper properly. You know, so it didn't really matter, man. You know, and it's kind of fun. Everybody's like jetting around. You know and Costco and Walmart's the only place over I think I'm going home Yo, the whole time I'm getting better there I'm actually getting better you know so they helped me get rid of my hip you know and I'm um, still got cirrhosis the cancer you know that come along I'm cancer free and hepatitis free today you know that's because of this program of alcohol so that I'm gonna save my life and my higher power you know I, you know I choose to call God you know so um, what goes through my I'm planning a relapse the whole time you know going home but yo there is nothing going on Yo, CNN and replays it like the Nebraska-Miami game in 87, bro. There's nothing going on and shit. It's like, fuck, so I get to eat good and shit, right? You know? And um, I had a plan when I left there. It wasn't a good plan, but it wound up being the best plan I could have for myself. Call intergroup, they told me to call intergroup. So after a couple of days of just chilling, I I, I wanted to go to a meeting. You know, I've been to a few hundred of them when I was there. So I call up this place, man, and um, Intergroup puts me on this hotline. Yo, this dude, he's, he's my boy today, man. He's like, "Ira, man, go to the Triangle Club. They're having meetings out back, and um, you'll like it." So I go there, thinking someone's going to be like one of us. You know, they are one of us there, and they're going to get me high and drunk. You know, and I'm going to have an excuse. No one's going to know. I'm going to sneak and be a creep. You know, and um, you know, have my mom believe that I'm sober and I'm not. You know, but that doesn't happen either, man. Yo, the Lunch Bunch crew at the Triangle, Club is like lawyers, doctors, you know, a lot of retired people from Palm Beach. They take their sobriety serious. And I wasn't. I was just staying sober, man. You know, just, I was abstinent. That's about it. This crazy-ass mind was building up energy as I was going, like, oh, this is going to happen soon. Yo, my aunt dies on July 9th, man. You know, 11 months into it, I love my aunt. We all grew up in the same house in Philadelphia, you know. My uncle's a Vietnam vet too. You know, my cousin, my brother, my grandfather, we all grew up in the same house. So here goes my excuse. I'm going to go to Philadelphia, which I haven't been since 2008, and I'm going to get trashed because they're all, my excuse is Ira's going to mourn. Because when my father died, I was the only one that hurt. I had to make a scene of it. You know what I mean? I'm so selfish. Everybody had to feel sorry for me. My dad died, but I want everybody to feel sorry for me because I'm hurting you know, and the same thing happened with my brother. I did the same exact thing, man. So I think, you know, this is, going to be, this is going to be it. But um, what happened was, you know, they tell you sobriety first, get a home group, get a sponsor, and stay active. Well, I did that, but I didn't get a sponsor. I got a mentor, like a couple of them, you know, because I didn't want to do the work. I was just going to stay sober until I got high again. You know, so um, I go to the meeting. I'm going to go tell my man, you know, um, a couple of my mentors there. You know, one of my best guys out there, he's atheist, but, yo, yeah, that man helped me with this program so much, you know, on um, just the work part of it. So, um, this dude Joe comes in and he speaks, man. Story's totally different than mine, but I identified with something because the topic was honest. Yo, know, and they tell you in how it works, the first paragraph or two, honestly, three times they tell you that. Yo, know, I needed to be honest with myself. And I'm sitting there like, yo, I got a plane ticket to Philly. Everybody, you know, I got shame and everything coming over me, like pouring into me. You know, shame is like God telling me I'm doing something wrong, you know. So, um, I raised my hand. I don't know why I raised my hand. And I got honest. Yo, this place saved my life. Yo, this chick, man, and her husband. You know, I knew them on the streets, man. My man got 11 years now. He got it before I did and shit, man. But, um, I wound up getting a sponsor. My sponsor is someone that I got high for the first time on Dope when he was 17 years old. You know, and I was 30. I worked at Northwood University, bro. You know, I got caught stealing a lot of money there. That's how I wound up getting a job at the county because I lost my job there. And this dude comes, he's like, yo, he calls me on the phone. He's like, is this Ira man? I was like, yeah, hey, he's like, you, you work at Northwood University? I was like, he's like, yo, it's John. I'm like, all oh, right, bet. This young kid, man, you know? He's like, I'll come pick you up. He comes at this, yo, this dude is fucking a monster now. He's fucking giant, got a big-ass beard and shit, man. He's like, damn, this dude's going to kill somebody, you know? And um, it didn't work out because I wanted to talk about bullshit. He wanted to read the book, and I was like, nah, That ain't happen. I ain't doing it. You know, it took a while for me to do the work. So I, he, he didn't become my sponsor, you know? So it goes on, man. Now I'm going to get into, jump a little bit forward, 18 months into my program, I was hurting really bad. I I got active. I did everything. I did everything but get a sponsor, man. So I wound up asking this young man from Philadelphia to be my sponsor. We grew up in the same neighborhood, but 17 years different. My grand sponsor grew up twenty years before me in the same neighborhood. You know, so I got kind of a good little strong ass sobriety family, man. You know, people like Rob and other people in my life, man, save me on a daily basis. This is saving my life today. You guys are helping me save my life. So I started doing the work, man. But on May 1st of 2021, it was 21 months to the day that I went, my niece had dropped me off at this place. And I get to go to Milwaukee, go to Wisconsin to visit them. Yo, when I get there, yo, I look totally different. And so today, yo, they threw away like six years and eight years, man. They went out and did some Kratom. Yo, fuck Kratom, fuck Kava, all that other bullshit. Yo, do your and get right, and get off that shit. You know, live life Totally abstinent It's so much easier Trust me You know So um, They threw it away man You know But uh, I couldn't help them The way they helped me Because they're a family And I'm I really can't help them If you ask me for help I'm going to help you But I can't impose What I'm learning You know on you. I'm just starting to go Through the steps So you know When I get back You know the, Step one man It was kind of like Yo we admitted That our power So alcohol And our life Become unmanageable, Right Alright I admitted that For almost two years You know, 18, 19 months What the trick was, you know I had to accept the fact That I was a drug addict and alcoholic You know, and I need a spiritual experience To live the rest of my life If I don't have that This thing isn't going to work for me Because I see it working In so many people's lives You know, it's like, man Why can't I get that happy? It's because Ira didn't want to do the work You know Step two, man You know, I thought I did that right, man You know, um, it's kind of like came to believe that a power grader myself can restore me to sanity. Well, of course we're insane, you know, we keep on doing the same exact thing, you know, knowing that the results are gonna be the same. But what was the insanity part of step two for me was, you know, I was in a 12-step program, not working the 12 steps. That's insane. You know, so I it up, you know, I believed in God already, you know, so we got through, you know, step two. You know, step three, you know, changed my life forever. You know, I did my third step prayer in my mother's rooms. First time I prayed on my two-year anniversary. First time I got on my knees and prayed. I always prayed on the side of my bed because it's hard for me to get up. And my sponsor's there, and he says this prayer for us and his family, my family. And it brings me to tears, man. So I do the third step prayer. You know, we sat there for like 10 minutes, you know, and kind of like meditated. I get up and I hug this dude, man. And I can feel him shaking. You know, it changed his life and my life that day. But for me, I thought, you know, at first, I was like, man, he got something else more than me. And I was like, and he did. But it was like a few hours later, yo, know, walking through Home Depot with my mom buying wildflower seeds, looking for them to throw in our little garden. yo. Know, and the sense of peace and freedom came over me. And that's the burning bush white light experience for me, man. You know, I was free. You know, I'm going to, you know, I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to care of God of my understanding. Known as God. You know, but if I didn't believe that You guys have a problem with your higher power Just understand, step three You made a decision to go through the rest of the steps With some kind of help Get some kind of help And that's the decision you made You know, so um, I started writing my fourth step that day You know, and um, It It took me like a week You know, fourth step ain't shit You already did it, write it down and share it with your, with your guy And I'm saying that, but it took me all the way You know, I wrote it On August 1st, you know, to August 5th, you know, it took me till November to do my fifth step, you know And the reason I did it because um, I started going blind in November, you know, and I couldn't get out of bed I lost all my energy. I couldn't I didn't know what was going on, man I thought I was dying and I was, you know, the doctors, you know, they did all the tests, you know They're like, Ira, everything's the same, man. They do blood work Yo, the doctor, you know, I leave and the doctor calls me the next day. He's like, Ira, how you feeling? You need to go to the hospital right now. I'm like, what's on? He's like Yo, you're dying. You're bleeding to death. I'm internally bleeding. My hemoglobins were at four. Consequences of my drinking still happening. I got varices, too. You know, I got tons of bands in my esophagus from drinking a hole into it. You know, so um, what happens is the doctor's like, I, you lost so much blood. We don't know what's going to happen with these transfusions. So I asked them to leave the room, my mom to leave the room, you know, and um, the nurses, you know, and I prayed. You know, and I was like, man. Whatever, maybe, yo, know, fear left me. I was ready to die. I was ready to go, and I was gonna die in a good way. You know what I mean? I was gonna die, you know, at least with a little bit of integrity. You know, and, um, I looked at the first bag, man, of blood going into me, and I had a spiritual experience in it, man. You know, what came over me was like, yo, you see these buses and shit, and people, you know, they're, they're going there to get their, you know, their gift cards and stuff. But, yo, someone took their time and went on that bus, yo, and gave me blood that day, you know, so I respect all that, that situation, man, you know, so um, I had five blood transfusions, man, you know, and I survived. Soon I got home, I called my spouse, I said, like, yo, I need to do the fifth step, bro, he comes over to my house, we get on my lanai, I talked to him for like five hours, man, you know, and you're supposed, to, yo, it was pretty badass, man, you know, I've done it before, I, I kind of did it half-assed before you know, I did the steps off the wall twice. So don't do it that way. I do it in the book. You know? Because I can interpret it whatever I wanted to say in my own mind off the wall. Unless someone takes me through the work, I'm not gonna know shit. You know, I can read it a hundred times and not get none out of it. So I do my fifth step, man. You know, so I go to meditate. You know, you, you, you meditate for like an hour and you pray right before, you know, at the end of the fifth step. So yo, know, I don't really meditate well, so I wound up putting on the Orion london orion orchestra with just pink floyd music just the music going on in my head you know and i've been to laser shows and stuff like that so when i had my eyes closed you know i went out for a little bit and all you know the the white light experience for me was like lasers from the music that i remember from before and it freed me i was like oh my god it happened it was an hour and 45 minutes into it i was like yo are you kidding me I just told this man everything in my life and God was right there with me, man. He's like, everything's going to be all right, man. And, it, and it, yo, it has been, you know, my life changed, you know, so many life changing experiences with the steps, six and seven step, you no, know, identify my character defects, you know, Iris shows up every day, you know, I will not hesitate to tell someone to fuck yourself, you know what I mean? But, um, that's something I need to work on every day. Yo, 95% of my life, I'm happy, joyous, and free. That other 5%, if I don't stick with it every day, yo, I'm going to die. I will drink again. Step one tells me automatically, I will drink again. Because if I don't surrender, you know, I'm done. Eight and nine, I wrote my list. I started my amends. You know, when you hear the promises and shit, yo, you don't get them promises 10 days in your recovery. You know, you need to be like, when they tell you, you'd be amazed halfway through. You need to be like halfway through your amends stuff so you're, you can get the promises that are promised to you. There's so many promises. Every step's got a promise. And it's true, man. Tenth, eleven, and twelve, man. You know, um, I take personal inventory every night with my sponsor on the phone. It's kind of a quickie. But you know, I tell him my good and my bad stuff for the day that it goes on, you know, and we sit there and we bullshit for a few hours, man. You know, or an hour, whatever it may be. You know, and um, he takes time yo, know, he told me to call him every day. Yo, I've called him every day since 18 today is 34 months for me man you know and i cannot believe it that i'm sitting here speaking to you guys so um it winds up december i forgot this part december happens it happens again to me and i start bleeding to death again <laughs> i got nine blood transfusions in a matter of five weeks you know what i mean and now i feel like a 30 year old person man you know i got not my blood in me that i was born with you know i got your blood i got your blood in me man that was save my life So, yeah, man, you know, um, 11th step is so crucial for you guys, you know, pray at night, pray on the stuff that you did wrong, you did right, you know, and the next morning, two miracles happen every day for me, and that's when each one of my eyes open up, and I'm here today. That's a miracle. It's a miracle you guys are here today, and 12, man, is like to pass this message, man. It's what I'm doing today. My primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics achieve sobriety, you know what I mean? And I try to do my best, you know, what I can, man. I'm, like you said, I'm part of the steering committee on hospitals, and institutions. This is one of the clinics I look over. Try to make sure good meetings come in here. Yo, and it's so bad. I'm the GSR in my home group. I get to do so much fun shit. Yo, sober. You know what I mean? Like yesterday, I had to stay home. I was starting to call my doctor. I was starting to go blind again. And I'm really tired today and for the last couple of days. So my doctor called me and said, yo, just go get some blood work tomorrow, man. You know, I'm like, all right, bet. You know, Whatever. But my life, I have today, I had no idea was available to me, you know, to work a program that's 80 some years old and it's still, no matter what, yo, you can open up any page of the book, no matter where you're at, and you can identify with anybody in that book because the book was written for us, about us, for us, you know, and it's very important. You know, I've been battling, man, but, yo, it's so important to find a higher power, Something Spiritual Go to the ocean You know Try to stop a wave You know That's a higher power You can't do that You know You can do that Believe that I believe You know what I mean Believe that this program And fellowship works Until you find your way But just try not to Depend on ourselves. You know If I depend on myself The we goes away And becomes I again You know And Our Comes You know It isn't our It's me again You know I don't do the right things, But You know Um I appreciate my life today. My mother sitting out here, she's three years sober too. You know what I mean? It's badass. She's seventy-one years old. You know, she drives she sits in the car for like six hours a day, waiting for me. She does it with God's help alone. You know what I mean? She's a little bit different than us. You know. I need this. You guys need this. Yo, know, you didn't trip into that door. Trust me. You know. Everybody here got some kind of problem. Try to get it fixed. This is where you get well. You find recovery in the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous, C-A-B, whatever A, whatever anonymous, go find your way, man, and get sober, save your life, have a great life, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me tonight. Thank you.